Hi, and welcome back to Pod in Action. It's our fourth podcast. Uh, today, we're going to have a chat with Dr. Pavan Uppel, who is a program director in East Surrey. She works for the Crash Scheme, which covers a few different areas and a few different hospitals, all based in East Surrey. The sort of things we're going to be discussing today are supported return to training. It's not just a GP concept, it, it does happen in other specialties as well. And it's really looking at ways to support trainees who come back uh, to work after some time out of programme. Um, I think the sort of things that we'll be discussing, though, are, are useful for lots of trainees. We appreciate that life events can happen and uh, the training programme, particularly in general practice, it's very short with a lot to do, a lot to cram in. So sometimes when those life events occur, uh, it can be difficult to know exactly where to turn. Um, but rest assured, there are lots of resources. Um, although the supported return to training we're going to be discussing is the scheme we have in Kent, sorry, in Sussex. As I say, this is a, a national program, so your areas will have this as well. And if you talk to your program directors or talk to your associate deans, they will know about this and they will be able to offer some resources. So I definitely think it's something well worth uh, listening to. Um, if uh, you have other suggestions for the podcast for future episodes, please let me know. I can't promise that we'll do them, but certainly we'll have a look and uh, you know hope to you know try and uh, find a wide range of uh, different resources for you guys to listen to. Um, the, uh, the the next thing that we're hoping to do on the podcast is look at some uh, more uh, national objectives for primary care. So that's very exciting. Uh, keep in touch and uh, we'll let you know when that drops. But for now, uh, you'll have after this one, four episodes to sink your teeth into. And please share and uh, you know, review these episodes. I'd really love for people to be able to hear the sorts of things that we're discussing. And um, I can only do that if you guys are, are willing to share that. So if you if you feel like you're enjoying it, you feel like it's something that's useful for your friends, colleagues to listen to, you know, please give us that shout out. It, it would be much appreciated. OK, so I think we will now go on to talking to Pavan. Thank you. Uh, hello and uh, welcome to Pavan to Pod in Action. This is the fourth podcast. Um, really great to have you here, Pavan. Please, can you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and, and who you are and how I managed to convince you to come on and give us 30 minutes of your precious time? Oh, great. Thank you, Tarek. It's lovely to be here and, and thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm here today to speak about support return to training um, and I am the current KSS GP school champion for that. A little bit of background about me, I'm actually a KSS trainee, um, I am also a programme director over at Cresh East Surrey, GP tutor for Mid-Sussex and I'm also involved with some of the curriculum and AKT work we do centrally at the GP school um, as well. So uh, oh, I didn't realise you were doing the GP tutor stuff as well, I should have realised that, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really exciting and lots of um, joint up work with being a programme director as well. So lots of common themes. Fantastic. Well, we've got you on today to really talk about this thing called SRTT, 
or supported return to training. Um, and I think I'm right in saying that this is a, a national program and it's not just uh, for general practice, is it? No, absolutely not. Um, and when I first heard about it, I thought that um, somebody had incorrectly spelt the word support, but no, right. it is supposed to have two, two T's on the end there. Um, yes, it absolutely is. And it's across specialities. And, and I think that really speaks to the fact that we, we absolutely recognise that having a period of time off work and returning, there are lots of universal themes um, and fears amongst trainees um, across the whole, um, whole of the country, really. And, and it's interesting you say fears because I think often, especially with medicine, especially when people are high flyers or kind of rushing through programs, sometimes they get to that point in their life where other life events happen and it can be quite difficult for them to know how to kind of step off being a very busy, hardworking doctor. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the reason that I got involved with this in particular was um, when I was uh, returning back from a period of maternity myself. Um, and, and that was once I was a qualified GP um, and actually it was quite a difficult time and being in a group and speaking to others who were in a similar position really, really helped me and, and made me realise that I wasn't alone. I also had a period of time off when I was a trainee myself mm. and when I reflect back on it, um, there wasn't anything like this around and I felt incredibly alone um, yeah. and I was lucky to have other support around me, but had that not been there, I can absolutely see how um, it could have been a completely different situation. So that's really where the passion comes from for me from this, having been in those situations myself and seeing how, how, how different those journeys can be when you do actually have the right support around you. Yeah. So if we talk about maybe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but say that the two or three big reasons why people might leave, of course, it might be maternity, it might be a period of sickness, or they might go what's called OOP, right, out of program for another reason, to do an academic qualification, to care for a family member, uh, to, to do something slightly different. And, and maybe we could sort of just look at each of those. Yes, absolutely. So so the main reason, and it um, continues to be the main reason, is um, parental leave. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really paved the way for SRTT to recognise the importance um, of that return to work period. However, um, over the last uh, few years, and in particular through the pandemic, we've seen a shift in the reasons that people are having to take time off. Mm -hmm. um, burnout, stress, long COVID um, and as you've mentioned um, different um, care responsibilities it's changed the whole um, dynamic for for all of our trainees I think everybody well the whole world has their own little COVID story don't they sure. um, but I really feel that that's pushed um, the the type of leave that trainees have been taking and as a response we've adapted to that um, and one of the new things that was launched this um, year that we're we're really proud of is um, a non-maternity coaching program. Mm -hmm. We recognise that the uptake for SRTT is low. It's only about 30% currently of, of all trainees who are eligible for it. Um, right. But that has improved over the last year since um, we've been working on this. Um, but we did recognise within that that um, the highest uptake is taken is, is by females who are on maternity leave. 
Um, and there is a need for us to recognise that that isn't the only group that's involved with this. And um, so that's that's where the idea for the non-maternity coaching um, came about to help have a safe place for trainees who've been off of work for long COVID or, or other health reasons, for example. That's that's great. So let's maybe we could talk about the sort of you know general issues that you and I have have met with trainees that are coming back after a period out and then maybe we could touch on the kind of resources that are around for them. Yes absolutely so uh, it's the same things again and again and and um, there is so much power in mm. recognizing that you're not alone and I think that's the one message that I want absolutely. to get across through um, the SRTT work um, and, and recognising that those themes are common, so feeling like you've forgotten everything. How can I possibly juggle? How am I going to do this? Have I forgotten everything? Am I going to be expected to go back in at the same level that I was performing before I went off? Um, am I going to be on nights on call by myself on on the night back? And um, they're all very, very common themes. Um, and it's not just like it's not just when you say forgotten. I think it's not just like book work, like have I forgotten these processes, but just how to be a doctor, how to, you know, smoothly communicate an issue with someone breaking bad news, you know, whatever it is, just those things that when you're in in your rhythm and you're, you know, in general practice, you're kind of rushing through your day, it feels very natural. You have a bit of time out, you come back and it, it feels harder, it feels stilted. Yes, absolutely. Or just the basic things like has the car parking changed? Can mm. I remember the, my, my password yeah, where my smart card yes. works? If we have two weeks of annual leave, I think we all forget our passwords. Yeah, that's right. That's let alone, right. you know, a year plus off of of work. So there's there's the practical side of it as well. Um, as, uh, and yes, absolutely, those difficult conversations where trainees are really pe performing at their highest level and um, challenging themselves um, and developing themselves. And then if, if if they're at that level and then suddenly had a period of time off work, sometimes it's planned, sometimes it's unplanned. Um, it can seem like a really big mountain to climb to have to get back to that stage. And, and that's absolutely what we're not expecting trainees to have to do. Um, and that's the message that we're trying to get across. So are we talking, do you think, Pavan, like um, there's sort of confidence elements and there's competence elements? And, and if we can, as well as the very practical, really important point, and if we can get those sort of three elements and, and provide support for all those three in, in individual ways, then actually people are going to be more effective when they come back, be better at what they're doing when they come back and feel like, you know, they haven't necessarily been away so long, feel a bit smoother. Absolutely. And and I think what underpins a lot of what we are trying to do at the moment is that peer support that comes with it. Um, and and it really has been invaluable for the trainees who've been involved to to realise that they're not the only one going through this journey. Um, perhaps different times and different stages of that journey, but um, a lot can be learned from um, from each other as well. Give us a clue about the sorts of resources that are, are out there. So 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 much um it's it's um very exciting but if trainees out there are listening and they feel like there's something that else we could be adding to the menu please get in touch with me um so there's up to three thousand pounds of funding for each trainee returning to work after a period of um three months or more um and that can be anything from um 
um, specific coaches um, to refresh skills and um, look at, um, for example, the job that that trainee might be returning to. Um, the coaching that I've mentioned, there are coaching courses for um, maternity and non-maternity. And if returning to a trust post, um, an application can be made for a, a shadowing period. So that can cover up to three weeks. Um, on a trainee's return to a, a trust post to really just give them that breathing space to um, settle back into the trust and, and get back into the swing of things. And that thing you were saying about, you know, you're not alone. I, I often see this where trainees have some issue that's happened, uh, you know, maybe even, uh, you know, some straightforward maternity leave, but then afterwards they've got issues around commuting or, or you know, ha how to get back to a child on a certain time or even practical aspects of things like breastfeeding and how do they, and they think that often, you know, this is just for them and they have to sort it out. But you and I, the programme directors, inevitably they've seen this before, you know, inevitably we we know the sorts of issues that people might have and we can support them through that, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, I, I, I wouldn't like to say that there probably there probably is nothing that would actually surprise us. Yeah. Well, Tarek. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And um, we've mostly been there and done that or heard heard of it. And um, and absolutely, what we're asking trainees to do is to start having those conversations early with us. Um, and don't be afraid to to voice those concerns. Um, and in particular, anybody who's returned as a parent, we know how exhausting it is. We know that it can be difficult. Yeah. And 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 becoming a parent is a life changing event. Um, and and we need to be sensitive to that and recognise that um, returning to work, you, you're not coming back as the same person because you aren't anymore. Um, and and we need to open up these conversations and and be honest about them and also show show some vulnerability as well. I think that's yeah. what um, that's why I quite enjoy this role because I'm quite happy to discuss the fact that I, you know I myself have been through a journey and been off work and come back and it wasn't it wasn't a it was an easy time and I think just saying that um, suddenly puts other people at ease and and, and really again just realizing that you are not alone in this yeah. and not having to be perfect I mean I, I remember after my first child lunch times where I would close the door and have a snooze on the couch and um, <laughs> you know try and leave signs on the doors hopefully I hope the staff wouldn't knock but but for sure I think um, yeah it is it is uh, it, it is you know we're human and and sometimes that ambition to be perfect and to do everything right, you have to recognise that inevitably things are going to take their toll. Um, we probably should talk a little bit about the professional support unit. Um, I'm sure trainees will be aware that one of their capabilities is around fitness to practice and the professional support unit is something that we have specifically for trainees to help them through some of these tough times. Yes, absolutely. Well, the professional support unit, the PSU, offers lots of various things, and and in particular, um, the coaching that's provided through them and um, trainees through SRTT have found that particularly useful. Um, and uh, just with my other hat on, there's a lot of um, exam support, general exa exam mm -hmm. anxiety, etc., that trainees yep. can benefit from that. Um, so absolutely, it's a great resource. And I do think that we need to normalise um, accepting support and maximising um, the benefits that are available to us. As you say, I think doctors are 
incredibly hard on themselves and we're all used to being you know high achievers and passing exams etc and sometimes the idea of um taking extra help or asking for help or support can be a bit daunting and but we are really aiming for our trainees to not just survive but thrive and to always um see what they can do to challenge themselves and take take that to the next level so um I do think we have a role to fly the flag for um, the extra support available to to all trainees. Yeah, as part of the the professional support unit, there's also the practitioner health program. Um, I know this is for London and Southeast trainees. Uh, I'm sure other areas will have similar-ish programs, and that's more specifically for trainees with health concerns. It's not so much around SRTT or back to work, is it? Yes, absolutely. And so I think through the coaching process, if we recognise that a trainee perhaps could right. benefit from um, some, some further support, some um, further development, um, and in particular, the PHP offers excellent CBT, which um, some trainees that I'm, I've been involved with have found hugely beneficial. Um, so yes, absolutely. The PHP ha is an amazing um, service. And I, I honestly think that, again, we should normalise accepting help and maximizing the use of um, what's around us. So let's talk about practically what trainees will do, because um, I think I usually say to them when they're going to go off, if I've got a trainee that's going off on maternity leave, just keep in touch. You know, we you know, you're still on our program, you know, we'll still you know, try and sort of see what you're up to at LFGs and things, those local faculty group meetings. Just keep in touch, let us know how things are going. And they can do specific keep in touch days. Yes, absolutely. Um, and what we're trying to push is um, to plan ahead with this. Um, like I said, it's not all time as a programme is um, predicted. Um, mm -hmm. Maternity leave, you would hope most of the time is, um, but, but yeah, the, sure. you know, obviously illness, etc., or other reasons, and um, we can't always um, plan ahead with that. But if you do know that you have a time at a program coming up, then we'd be asking trainees to have a meeting either with their ES or their TPD lead for SLTT. Yep. There should be one in each area to make sure that they're aware of uh, what support's available whilst they're off and what the process should be when when they're happy to have contact or think about returning. Um, across KSS, we run three webinars a year, so usually at the time of rotation changes, so August, December and April. And um, the months that those aren't happening, we have a lunch and learn session, um, which offers some of that peer support and coaching that we've been talking about. Yeah, I've had fantastic feedback about that, Karen. really good. People, people found, you know, found it really helpful. Oh, that's lovely to hear. That's really that's nice to hear. Um, that's, um, those sessions are very much open to anybody who's going to go out of programme is currently or have recently returned. Um, so I think it's important that trainees know that there is all this, this wealth of support out there and they can pick and choose from that menu, if, you know, if and when they, they feel that they're ready for that. What we're then asking trainees to do is before they return to work, ideally three to four months before their mm -hmm. return date, to again have a conversation either with the ES or their um, SRTT TPD lead, and to look at the application form on the um, SRTT website to then 
think about whether or not they would like to apply for some of that funding that we've spoken about. In particular, um, if they were to apply for that extra support, if they're returning to a trust placement, that can take some time to process and then implement sure. back through the trust. Um, just to note that every trust should have an SRTT lead within the trust itself, and um, yep. so they're they're a good person to link link up with if you're still in your your hospital and um, posts if you're ST one or two, um, and and then we would be asking trainees to think about once they've returned to work, being in contact with whichever placement it is, and even if it is a GP placement, and um, we, we're asking supervisors to look at almost sort of a, a re-induction back into the practice and um, uh, an, an easy landing back in, um, yeah. sort of really um, mirroring what we're um, supporting the trust to do as well. It's um, a good good point. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. I was, I was just going to say it's a good point about general practice because often when you look at SRTT, a lot of the focus is going to be on people coming back into hospital posts. But even into a general practice, you might not be with the same ES if you've been out for a prolonged period of time, then the training program directors might need to move you around. And that period of time back into in induction, I think it's really vital, really important to be able to sit with people again, feel that confidence again, you know, not just, you know, oh, you're back, here you are, here's your list of patients. Yes, absolutely. And and in particular, if you've had a change of ES or placement, that's another added daunting factor into all of this as well. And I think often it, it's that that fear of the unknown. Um, and if you can um, get familiar either with your practice um, or your, your supervisor in advance, suddenly it doesn't seem as, as scary as, as, it, as it could be. Um, and, and that's where keeping in touch days come into that, because um, for those on paternity leave, they um, up to 10 days can be used for that um, and right. that can be used for clinical exposure but also for um, HDR. I think HDR is a really great way to keep in touch. Yeah the half day release friends. the uh, yes. yeah, Wednesday or Thursday afternoon usually yeah absolutely. Exactly um, and I think that's a great way to um, dip your toe in the water sort of remember what it feels like to still be a trainee yeah. um, and in particular, I, I know that all the PDs out there, if there's a trainee who's had a particularly difficult time, um, if they want to you know, keep their camera off or lurk, lurk in the background, that's the beauty of virtual teaching sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it? Exactly. Just, just to, to start easing back in. Um, and again, it, it, it all has to be when the trainee's ready and, and when it's the right time for them. And um, I, that, I, I think keeping in touch days are great in particular for that. It's an interesting point about a cohort because often doctors can be quite competitive and you feel like you're in a race and you want to finish everything and you want to sort of keep up with your cohort. And then when you have time out, then you'll sort of feel like you're in, on a different track. Um, do you have a sort of cohort amongst the SRTC trainees or, or not really, not, not sort of the numbers? Um, it's what we're trying to build on at the moment and that's where the lunch and learns come into play because right. It, it's, it is supposed to be a group of people who are off or off at around the same time. Um, and yes, there is that feeling, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, that you sort of feel like everyone's getting on with things and you're being left behind. Um, but one of, the, one of the things that I say to trainees is that training will be there when they come back. It's, yes. it's not going anywhere. Exactly. Um, and sometimes life events and other things happen and um, sometimes they're happy things 
um, you know, um, becoming a parent, etc. And sometimes yeah. they're more challenging. Um, but they're important and they demand your time as well. Yeah. Exactly. And we're in a profession where we are supposed to care. Um, mm. And I think that we as doctors could, could um, do a better job sometimes of looking after ourselves and each other, not just our, pa- our patients. Um, and I think that's what really underpins the whole SRTT programme. Absolutely. And, it, and I think it's such a crucial point because it's not just that those things happen to us all, but I think in some ways they make us better at being doctors, better at appreciating what people go through. I remember again when I when I came back after having my children, and um, I remember vividly parents coming to me and saying, "Oh, this child's been crying and crying and crying," and I'd look at them and think, "Well, they're not crying now, you know. Maybe they're kind of okay." Whereas when I came back, I'd be like, "Yes, isn't it awful when they cry and cry? It's just the worst thing, you know." And I I can definitely I definitely think it made me a better doctor, and that was just you know, you know, something lots of people go through having children, but also having your own time out and as you say, your own vulnerabilities, I think you can appreciate the patient's perspective. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I say it to trainees and and usually when we've had a conversation after an exam failure, et cetera, and it doesn't feel like it at the time, but um sometimes these these experiences are um are actually quite painful um, but they do make us better doctors to know what it's like to be worried about something or like you say sleepless nights um, um, uh, sometimes you can only really relate to those when you've been through them yourself yeah fantastic so I, I think uh, we're coming to towards the end of our chat Pamela. um if there's things that I've missed out what, what else do you think would be important for the listeners to know I don't think there's anything that we've missed. Um, there's always exciting new things that we're trying or rolling out, sim sessions, um, the new maternity coaching, etc. And yep. all of that's on our um, KSS website um, under our GP events. So please keep a lookout for that. We do try to keep um, um, an ongoing list of trainees that we know are out of programme. But if you are out there and you have no idea what I'm talking about, then please just drop me an email. We are always very, very happy to have a chat and, and see what we can do to help. Um, and just my final message is just for re- tra- trainees to really take away that you're not alone and mm. um, we are very much here to support you or support you with a double T. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so last word from me, I would just say, um, it, it, have a look online if you tap in SRTTHEE trainees into Google it'll come up very quickly each area nationally will have its own uh, website but certainly the southeast has a primary care section and in there will be uh, a whole section around SRTT there are some contact details for Pavan there are some frequently asked questions, so a lot of resources that you can look up and if it's made you sort of think about things or you're not sure, I would say have a look early. Better to have a look early and sort of equip yourself so you feel you can you know, make the right decisions for you. That's fantastic, Pavan. Really nice to have you on. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, Tarek.